Christchurch, New Malden, 18th of August 2019, 11 o'clock service. James Kurt speaking on why I am a Christian. Hello and good morning. Many of you may be aware that this is my first time talking at a 9, 13, 11 o'clock service. Obviously, this is the 11 o'clock one. Uh, I have led at Scramblers for a number of years and occasionally helped out with the children over the summer holidays. I was born in a hospital in Croydon. My twin sister, Rebecca, came first, and then 15 minutes later, I was born. At the time, it appeared that I had something called talipes, which is known as clubbed feet. You can see it more clearly in this picture of me and my great-granddad. I grew up for three years in Croydon. There are a few pictures of me and Rebecca during this time. There are a number of twins in our wider family, and we were just the latest. I can't remember much about this time, but my dad tells me even at three, we would play cricket in the upstairs flat, in which, upstairs in the flat which we lived. Much to the annoyance of our neighbor downstairs, who didn't like the racket, of course. We then moved to Oxford because my dad was doing his theology training there. I remember things like the cycle path close to our house, riding our bikes there and how often it would flood as well. There are Rebecca and myself, there are Rebecca and myself waiting in it. I also remember how we used to have a playroom downstairs in our house. I love dinosaurs and this picture shows me with one that I had made. <laughs> I have fond <coughs> memories of our time in Oxford, which is where Rebecca and I started school. One day I decided at school that I would throw the toy dinosaurs onto the roof and encourage my friends to do so as well. The next day I was off school ill and Rebecca, my sister, told all the children, other children that I had been expelled. <laughs> Apparently they all burst into tears. <laughs> I had some really close friends whilst we were in Oxford. My friend Peter sent me a card when I was in hospital with an eye infection. I also had a friend called Morgan, whom when I moved I tried to meet with a second time. Bad traffic prevented us meeting. As a kid, like many others, I spoke what I thought. I remember saying to someone who was smoking a cigarette, and I really regret this, um, but obviously I was a kid at the time, don't do that, you'll die. <laughs> My parents told me to be quiet. Uh, they were rather embarrassed, fair enough. Um, having said goodbye to my friends, we moved to New Malden, as this is where my dad had become curate at this very church. My younger sister, Abigail, was born just before we left Oxford. There she is. She was only five weeks old when we arrived in New Malden. I always really enjoyed playing with Abby as, as uh, she grew up. Um, we, we used to play loads of different games about God so, um, and like, stuff like that. Um, it didn't take long for me to realise that the end of the road was a cricket club, Malden Wanderers, um, which I still play for. To my excitement, our back garden was also long as well, which made it a great cricket facility. Uh, my dad taught me to bowl at the age of three, and you can see how hard he worked on my perfect side on action. <laughs> there are some pictures of Rebecca and me during these years. <coughs> I made some new friends, some of whom I still meet up with now. I also started at Christchurch Primary School. However, it did occur to me that as a clergy child, I was rather in the limelight, especially when my dad came into Christchurch and took assemblies. I had a good group of friends, did well in my subjects, and play times were fun as well. Primary school was lots of fun. I loved sports, particularly sports day, and despite my talipes, I always finished first in every running race. I thank God for that, and the physios and my mum for putting all the effort into taking me to appointments. When I look back, I was very blessed, but soon things were about to get a little bit harder. 
In year five, I had to start going to secondary school open evenings. It was either going to be Coombe Boys, Rich Chaloner, or a grammar school. So I set about practicing for the 11, 11 plus, but decided against doing the exam in the end. Uh, I, I ended up deciding to go to Chaloner. Uh, only two other people joined me from my school, and as someone who does find change quite difficult, I was rather frightened. Making friends was a real battle. Something had changed. I was bewildered as the experience of secondary school loomed over me like a massive giant, as though it was somehow adulthood. It really wasn't, and I shouldn't have thought that it was. So when I was at Chaloner, uh, they had these things called bad comments, which I'm sure they still do. Um, essentially, if you got two, you got a detention. Um, half the time, I feel trouble was my motivation was to not get in trouble, um, rather than uh, wanting to uh, do well for myself and for the people who cared about me. Um, so it, it sometimes felt that at times, those who were behaving badly, they were in the bad books, and those who were behaving well were half the time worrying about whether they were going to get detention or not. So um, I, I'm not going to be dishonest and say that I preferred my time at uh, Christchurch School, but Chandler's brought about great experiences for me and many people have helped me there. Um, however, success in my subjects continued. Although I didn't make many friends, I, I did make some for life. I also got vol involved in many productions. This is me and Robin Hood, when my, when, which my dad absolutely loved. <laughs> I had some great teachers who were committed to getting the very best out of you. I remember my first form tutor who gave me the Good Egg Award, which I was chuffed to receive, something they gave out what, three times every year. Drama clubs, cricket clubs, orchestra, badminton clubs. My best times were when I was getting stuck into things and didn't have too much time to think. I also played the piano and I would have music lessons on a Tuesday evening when my teacher, Mrs Pistol, having previously been taught by my granny. I ended up on grade six and as many of you will have seen at church, I keep my piano playing going. Yeah. Uh, I would have to say my brightest memories from year seven to 11 were here at church. Uh, youth club, urban nights, going deeper and all the groups put on by the church. I have a lot to be thankful for. Urban nights in particular meant I could see some of my primary school friends who it would have been harder to stay in touch with otherwise. I remember the first time I met Nathan, who was going to be the youth worker at Christchurch. This man with a beard was suddenly in my garden playing football with me. <laughs> How bizarre, I thought. <laughs> as well as becoming a good friend of mine, he so many times was the antidote to difficult times and was willing to listen when I had things I needed to share. Not only that, but I have come to realise how important our Bible sessions were. One of the truths I believe is we're all a child underneath it all somewhere. Um, I also feel that that's how God views his people and he longs for us to approach him in a childlike manner. Not in a silly way, but in a way which accepts our weaknesses and vulnerabilities and turns to God as provider. All of the teaching, whether I would go home and reflect deeper, was permeating into my understanding of Jesus. Jesus' words and the Bible have immense and powerful nurturing truth. They challenge you where you need to be challenged and they bring comfort where you are feeling uncomfortable. I believe that is what churches should be doing and is being done really well here. My family are brilliant. They're unique in the sense that they're not one of, not one of my extended family on either side as a non-Christian. Uh, they're almost like a contingent for my faith, a backbone that helps keep me rooted in God's love. One of my favorite passages from the Bible is the wise and foolish builders. However, I used to be afraid of this passage. I was scared because when things started to go wrong in my life and got all confused, I sometimes thought that maybe I got something seriously wrong in my Christian faith. Maybe I'd misunderstood the whole point 
Um, and that really played on my mind. But Jesus gave us his teaching for a reason. Whoever we are, deep down, we all need his teaching. One of the reasons he gave us this teaching is because this world can be a scary place. When I had my breakdown in 2015, due to negative thinking, one of the negative thoughts I had was I'd built my house on sand. Everything was falling apart. It felt as though I was losing everything. But much later I looked back and thought, the storm in this story rather significantly happened to both builders. Storms will hit us in life. Storms that will leave us desperate. Although that year I lost sight of the more important things, don't get me wrong, that is never just a sign of our failings. As a child of God, when bad things happen, it's so often because bad things can happen. Actually, what I've realised is my house did not fall because Jesus was my rock. Despite everything around me seeming to collapse, Jesus held me all the time. And although it was very difficult, I really fear of what might have happened had I not known Jesus. Um, so lots of people in this church would pray for me. Uh, I remember my name was read out, I think, quite a few times and loads of people prayed for me. And um, I, that must have done immense, uh, given me immense help during those times. I really needed it. And there were loads of people who also helped me in uh, tangible ways as well. Um, Nathan, uh, Anna, Sarah Parker, Michael Parker, Paul Longstone, Pete Everett, uh, my cousins, uncles, grandparents, my friends and many others protected me in the most testing period of my life. I'm sorry if I didn't say anyone because really like everything was uh, really, um, really helpful. Um, however, one of the sad things uh, was I developed a story in my head. Uh, while I had initially been a victim at Chaloner in many ways, um, that ended up controlling my thoughts and I lost sight of who I was everything before me and the importance of my family and friends. When I was away with my uncle John and I wasn't feeling well, he kept reminding me, you're safe with your family and friends. But things got out of control. I would keep locking myself in the toilet and praying. When the anxiety took over, despite having a strong conviction at the time that meeting up with friends was not a good idea, I did and we ended up drinking alcohol uh, for only the second time I had in my life. Um, the next morning was really horrendous um, and was for many more days but when it mattered Nathan came round and gave me his PS3 so I could play FIFA um, a wonderful soothing distraction really is um, and I received support from loads of my friends and family who I always be thankful for my mum had to take compassionate leave for two weeks it was a miracle that I could stay at home rather than being isolated because uh, if I was in a hospital, then it, the likelihood of seeing people that often was quite slim. Um, during my breakdown, I was given someone from the CAMS outreach team who helped me immensely. She was a perfect answer to prayer. I learned many ways of dealing with fear and anxiety through her help and sensitive guidance. And she even liked cricket. <laughs> so when we were uh, actually, she was helping me and she came around and talked to me and told me ways to deal with anxiety. And my dad was actually next door watching uh, Broad take 8 for 15 or something. <laughs> so I just remember him cheering all the time. And, you know, so, yeah, she, she helped me a lot. Uh, she also had that enthusiasm for cricket as well. Um, 
Also, uh, Mr. Dagua, uh, someone from Richard Challenger School, he went completely out of his way to help me through my breakdown. And even in recovery, he would miss lessons to be at my appointments. I'm really grateful to him, and I really wish I'd thanked him more. And I think I probably will send him a card or something, because he really helped me. Um, I got back into school next year, and rather miraculously came through that year with grades of BBC at AS. So considering where I was, that was something that I was really proud of at the time. And maybe having looked at my GCSE results, I was headed for more. But really, considering where I was, I was so blessed to be able to be on the mend and get those grades. Um, I was back at football games, seeing friends and learning. My football team, AFC Wimbledon, got promoted to League One, which is brilliant. Uh, me and Pete, we still talk about AFC Wimbledon all the time, Pete Everett and Annie Black. Um, things were still a battle. The next year, my friends went to uni, so I was a bit alone. Uh, that was a bit tough, but on the mend, getting better. Uh, now I work at Christchurch School as a lunchtime supervisor and at their after-school club. Working with children is something that I've decided that I want to do. Uh, I can use my passion for sport, and I can use ho hopefully use some of the tougher experiences that I've, that I've had to help children. Because I really believe if you go through a hard time, knowing what this feels like can sometimes help you to empathise with others. If you've struggled in a certain way, then you know what it must feel like for other people. And uh, if you're working with children, I mean, it's, you want to make sure that you, you know, because you have to enforce, like, not punishments, but you have to tell them off at times, or you have to, you, that sensitivity is needed as well. And I feel like this experience has shown me that you know, in the different backgrounds we come from, the different environments, the difficult uh, things that have happened when we're growing up, they will impact us and, um, and it's just helpful to know what it feels like when people are struggling. Um, and I really think that God can use that and I really hope he will. So um, if you go through a hard time, yeah, this can help you. Uh, that other passage we had read uh, which is not one of the nicest passages, um, but it is in there, and I believe that it, it, there is so much positivity to get from from it, which I mean, it can seem quite scary. But um, I think it shows us just how much Jesus cares about each and every one of us, and how he wants us to respond to those in need. So I was unwell, and this is just one person, and so many people came together and helped me. And the good thing about that is it just shows how much God loves each and every one of us. Um, and, and it shows us what, what God wants our church to do. And so when, when people were praying for me and when people were helping me, they were illustrating this is what the church is about. This is, what, this is church at its best. Um, so essentially what I would say is um, on the cross, Jesus paid the price for sin for everyone. And I think the gospel message is that we are to share this love with as many people as possible, especially those in need. I, I believe that, that Jesus um, can work through any situation and um, essentially he wants everyone. He came for everyone and he wants to use us to bless other people and to show love to them. So things in many ways are back on track. I start an access to, teacher training uh, access to teacher training course at Kingston College in September from where I hope to become a primary school teacher. So I'll do three years after that, after a year's course. Um, 
I continue to act and play cricket. So uh, there's me actually at the Lake District, and then there's acting, and um, and an, uh, there I am in Who Killed the Vicar, playing the curate. Definitely not a vision for my future. Um, and another of me after an accomplished innings at Charterhouse School. Uh, and I, I do play cricket for Morden Wanderers now, and really enjoy that. I also write. Uh, you can read my regular column in the Village Voice uh, about Morden Wanderers, and I really hope to get that out um, quick enough because I think the deadline's coming up soon. Um, and I've been on holiday, so it's really hard to follow it all. But most importantly, I also continue to put my faith in Jesus and I hold on to his promises. And as I said, I believe that Jesus loves each and every one of us. Um, and and his, the, the hope and what he brings um, and the things he says and how he wants us to obey his teaching is has kept me rooted in God's love and the people around me have really helped me. Um, and that is why I'm a Christian.